Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the Meta A podcast. And let me tell you, your boy screwed up. Uh, apparently, I did not record about like the first minute intro of this episode. And I have to say, you didn't miss much other than a fabulous intro. But I guess I'll intro our guests right now. Um, a new guest we have this week is Capwan, who's been in the fighting game scene with us. For a very, very, very long time. And just overall, really good dude. Great guy to work with. And provides some amazing insight into the industry that he also happens to work in. And uh, we have a great discussion about the PlayStation 5 showcase. And as usual, we have a recurring guest, Hell Pockets, who also gets down on this issue. And uh, all the stuff that we talk about. We have a really good time. And without further ado, we're just going to lead into this episode and let Capwan take off where we started talking about PlayStation 5 pre-orders. Big reveal of some kind for next week for the 24th. Yeah. We didn't know what it was. We assumed it was going to be the PlayStation launch day or PlayStation like reveal day. Mm -hmm. But then that Microsoft leak happened. Sony moved up their announcements and uh, Microsoft moved up their announcements. So it ended up like that. That's why you started seeing like the issues at the retail level where Ooh. no one was ready for these pre-orders because it wasn't told to happen yet. Oh, I didn't even consider That's that. That's crazy, man. Like, so you're saying like not only the presser, but the actual pre-order was like by the seat of the pants at that point. So I would presume those retailers already had a, a set count of stock that they knew they were going to have. Mm -hmm. But they didn't have the set day or time or their full stock levels secured yet. So Oof. there's going to be another wave of pre-orders that are going to be available like in the coming weeks. But that, that first wave happened a little bit early. And in some cases, some retailers actually overshot what their initial inventory uh, requests were going to be. Oh, boy. Uh, talking about how leaks affect everything. Um, damn, that's crazy for such a big reveal. Yeah, it's so crazy. I didn't even think about that, about how that could have possibly affected the whole pre-order situation and stuff like that. Do you think they could have just had that showcase without the reveal of the pre-orders, though? Like, I feel like the show itself was enough and, like, announcing the prices and stuff was, was fine, right? Like, no one's really tripping off, like, I don't want to know the prices. And then maybe having a date where we could pre-order in the future would have been cool. But, like, pretty much tomorrow guys or right after this show go and get your pre-orders and it was like could they have done that without could it, i feel like they could have done without that i feel like they could have just easily just been like here's some games you know for you to enjoy some that you don't know about them some some they don't know about some you do know about and here's the price of the ps5 so as far as the ps5 goes the initial showcase, they didn't say anything about necessarily going out and pre-ordering anything. They did? Um, no. Um, Microsoft did. They did say... Oh, that's right. Okay. Microsoft said, yeah, you're going to be able to pre-order at X time. But PlayStation didn't say anything. Uh, everything that happened was after the fact. And by third-party people that mentioned when you're going to be able to pre-order. And even they said, oh, retailers aren't are going to allow you to... Uh, start pre-ordering by X day, either the next day or whatever day that they said. But so that's why I was confused. Cause I thought that was Sony's call. Yeah, Sony. Uh, so one of the Sony executives, um, the guy I 
the guy who replaced Sean Layton. Uh, he was in an interview with Jeff Keighley back in uh, June, where he confirmed that there will be a warning of when the release date will be and when the pre-order dates will be. So they said they would give people ample time to you know get ready for the pre-orders, but they didn't commit to an actual date or time. Just that you would have a few days at the least to know when to pre-order, and that ended up being not true at all, dude. It was crazy. It, it, it was literally one of those situations where uh, it was a domino effect of, like, one retailer was like, fuck it, we're putting our pre-orders up, and then all the other retailers were like, fuck it, I guess we're putting our shit up, too. What's up? I, I got to be full. I got a full disclosure with you guys right now. It's been kind of a whirlwind for the week with me mm -hmm. relating to games because it was that, and then there was the RTX 10, 3080, like, the next morning. Oh, yes. yes. That was another blow-up, and I was just like, fuck, dude, I have... I had spent. <laughs> did you score that, by the way? I did not, dude. I was. Oh. I, I woke up at five thirty for after sleeping for three hours, and I had. And this was like after securing the PS Five. Yeah. So I was like, oh baby, I got this. I just got a PS Five. I can do this. Go to Amazon. Go to Newegg. Go to Best Buy. Got all three sites opening, and I'm just refreshing each one. And I got I got two computers, mind you. So I'm refreshing all three of these on two different computers. Holy shit. And. The moment 6 a.m. strikes, everything crashes. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I guess. And as soon as everything's up and running again, like two minutes later, sold out everywhere. Yep. yep. You hear about that person who bought one on uh, eBay for $70,000? Oh, wow. God, dude. So but there's, there's a bunch of scalpers basically uses, I forget what the name of the system, the bot system is, but uh, basically the bot is designed to go into a website's uh, coding and just constantly be bombarding it with purchase requests at the you know the user's behest, mm -hmm. and so it works a lot faster than a human's finger can. Obviously, uh, it it works so fast that apparently it was beating the website's purchasing algorithms. Uh, <laughs> there was someone who I we we kind of know uh, personally. Who was boasting that he scored a 3080 yesterday? Hmm. And by the end of the day, he had gotten an email from Newegg saying, Sorry, dude, we actually can't sell that to you because we don't have it. Somebody else bought that the moment you, you click purchase. Wow. So, like, it's literally like it, it was a game of like inches. Oh, man. So, in regards to the PS5 pre orders, um, I actually got to the end of a page on um, Best Buy, it was in the cart and ready to go right and i clicked uh before i could click purchase it just crashed just like, disappeared it, it just crashed or whatever it just stopped working and i was like there's no fucking way and it was like on, on a loading thing the whole time like it was loading it was loading i was like please 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 go through please go through. and then it loads and it tells you sorry it's not available anymore and i was like dog what the fuck is it because i didn't click the thing fast enough to end the whole purchase or was it all was i already doomed <laughs> you know what's fucked up about that shit is like cause let's let's assume that the experience of shopping online is one-to-one -one with shopping offline in the shop right uh -huh. and you're in best buy and you got the ps5 in your car oh my god you're to the register and some dude's like right behind you with, <laughs> just like with a credit card out and he goes to like the cashier next to you he's like i want to pay for that ps5 he <laughs> <laughs> called dibs bro there's nothing you can do about it i'm sorry He's like, sorry, I already bought it, you know. Like, what the fuck? I had to carry it all the way over here. I really brought it to the table, and he bought it. What the fuck? You, do you think um, 
maybe we stand a better chance at purchasing some of these items if it were just a random sale like it ran happened on a random day random time uh yes and no but probably not so fun fact so uh for ign i work at ign um mm -hmm. literally the ps5 article of like where to pre-order is our most viewed article um, ever of 2020 so all for the entire year every single thing every single review ps5 pre-order biggest thing on the site yeah not really the biggest surprise the bigger surprise is that we have affiliate links so you know most people have it where you click on a link to whatever target or amazon and you get like a little bit of a cut like cents on a dollar but still something mm -hmm. we literally had more clicks on that than Black Friday and Cyber Monday of 2019 Holy and shit. 2018 combined. Holy shit. What the fuck? Who are these people or robots living in the Matrix, man? Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's from <laughs> our website and social. Like, just people trying to find these damn pre-order pages. Uh-huh. them that damn much. Like, we made good money on, on that shit. And that's, like barely like negligible amount of like a quarter of a cent on those purchases but yeah enough people click that shit where it's like oh this is like actual money money oh, God. <laughs> like, this, like, <laughs> like this is like you could pay like we could hire some more people for the amount of money we made <laughs> like, putting these links on the site like that that type of money oh and this is like you said the second wave coming too oh shit yeah, like we're hell gonna, yeah. You know, we're like, well, what happens for Xbox? But I mean, no one's really gonna buy the Xbox, but still, oh. like, <laughs> dude. So funny you bring that up because it, it's something that uh, I put in our Discord chat earlier. Is it's kind of like the philosophy of the two companies, right? And it's like, for me, PlayStation, uh, uh, Sony, and PlayStation and Microsoft. It's like. Microsoft is like a better bang for your buck situation. They're trying to give you as much stuff as possible, right? And be it's a good consumer product. But it's the least sexier of the bunch versus what Sony is offering you. And just in the way that people have responded to Sony and PlayStation 5 over the years, it's like or over the year, um I can't remember any time there was a lull except for a very short period of time where people weren't talking about what's going on with Sony and PlayStation, where it's like Microsoft had like a few moments and then this situation happens and you got to think some of their knees are buckling right now. Like, Oh fuck. Like I don't, we don't know how the pre-order situation is going to go. And I wouldn't, if I were Microsoft, I would not suspect such a fervor over uh, their console like this. Do you think they're like gonna have some false bravado and just going? No, we're gonna have double the amount of Xbox availables, Xboxes available for people to pre-order. Uh, probably not. I know they've already thrown shade just about like how they screwed up, how Sony kind of screwed over their consumers who wanted to actually buy their console. Mm -hmm. But I think the whole way Xbox is approaching games as a whole, like they're approaching it as games as a service rather than a flat retail product. Right. So they're charging pretty much at cost for some of the stuff they're they're building and it doesn't seem like they have high expectations like you don't hear anything about their shareholders saying like the xbox division needs to sell xyz units are they're done i mean 
they already stopped reporting sales figures for the Xbox, uh, the Xbox One X and Xbox One S. So Microsoft knows they don't. They know they're not going to win. Like they don't have any illusion that they're going to win this battle. I think all their concern is that they can make a big enough footprint and offer enough incentive to maintain the user base that they have with the Xbox One and translate that over to the next generation and then build that on its own Xbox and PC. Well, I mean, I gotta say, at, at the very least, uh, Microsoft sticking around in a game has uh, pushed them to finally do some things we were hoping they would do a long time ago. Uh, for me specifically, I'm glad they're finally kind of embracing the whole PC cross-platform uh nature mm-hmm. seeing a lot of stuff finally from their from their uh negative woods finally just saying they're finally just saying yeah screw it yeah xbox is on pc doesn't make any sense that they're separate you know we're making yeah. money either way they yeah. kind of have to do that though to compete right they have to become a completely different product at this point because it's not a bad way to go <laughs> no no it's not it's smart right but right now a lot of people are comparing Microsoft and Sony one-to-one, you know, because they both have consoles. And the thing is, is that what Microsoft is doing for their company is probably the smartest approach that they could possibly do. Because at this point, I mean, it, they probably predicted it would play out somewhat in this way. And mm-hmm. they, they're trying to take out some of the wind out of the sails by saying, hey, listen, guys, they've even said it. Like we're not we're not even worried about like the amount or necessarily putting so so much credence into how many units we sell. It's more about uh, the ecosystem and the Game Pass and you just being a part of the experience and having being able to offer you the much as uh, the best service possible. And they've really been harping on that. But again, we get back to this thing of like you kind of can't at this point. There's nothing you could take back from public opinion public opinion has already gone to the stratosphere with sony and ps5 that like you can't take it away it's so big at this point mm-hmm. that what what can microsoft do other than really please uh their hardcore people and the people that are already a part of the service and um the fact that they're more forward thinking about how eventually probably consoles are gonna go uh more in the service direction is smart in the long run but damn, like I said, man, it's just not sexy at all, dude. It's not turning anybody on. It's not getting anybody really excited. And then, not too long ago, they just announced that their flagship title that was supposed to be launched is getting postponed into 2021. And it seemed like, oh, maybe, maybe it's going to come out early 2021. But then you hear more about... Uh, things happening on the development side and people coming back on board and stuff. And it does not seem like that's going to happen. So what exactly do people have to get excited for, for the brand of Xbox that is going to translate to the general public to get them on board? Cause right now Sony is a hundred percent dominating software. Well, the discussion in general yeah, and the tension. Yeah. is it entirely because of software. I mean, like, the hardware is going to be met either way, you know? Right. But when you look at the the game showcase between Sony and Microsoft, and you're just – it's it's night and day, you know? Basically, when you're watching the Microsoft uh, expose, you're just like, well, when's the damn Halo game? What's the Halo trailer, right? I mean, yeah, pretty much. When, yeah. It's, when it's Sony, you're just like, oh, I wonder what they're going to show me. Is it going to be new Resident Evil? Is it going to be – 
Spider-Man, I guess, new Spider-Man. Didn't expect that Final Fantasy reveal, I'll tell you that. Final Fantasy reveal definitely caught me by surprise, and I had seen some people on Twitter already talking about Final Fantasy 16. Mm-hmm. In fact, IGN brought it up, <laughs> and I'm not sure where they got that hint from, because I was like, because like IGN, the Twitter posted some, uh, some uh, reveal bingo, some reveal bingo card. And there was a Final Fantasy 16 announcement in there. And I was like, why the fuck would anybody talk about Final Fantasy 16 at a time like this? Well, we got Final Fantasy 7 Remake ready to be in part two already. Do they know something we don't know? And they must have. Cavwan. <laughs> there, there was something in a Square Enix shareholders meeting that uh, oh. a couple months ago that implied that a new Final Fantasy was being worked on. But uh, most presumed it was the team that was working on uh, Seven Part two. Part two, right? But that's a different division. Of Squ- that's a different division. So that's a different studio. So like Square Enix isn't like Ubisoft, where like every damn studio works on the game. It's more siloed, and that is what gave the hint that it was actually something new. But at the time, no one knew whether it was actually sixteen or fourteen expansion or or a 7-2, so it's just speculation. But, uh, yeah, it's it's so weird seeing all this happen and play out like this. It, I kind of think about it for Microsoft, and the only reason why Microsoft is really still in it is because Sony fucked up with the PlayStation 3 initially. <laughs> so true, yes. yeah. 100%. Like, yeah, because the first Xbox was like, oh, this is nice, this is stronger, you know, more powerful than PlayStation 2. That's cool, but this controller sucks. And <laughs> I don't have Ethernet in, at my dorm or my house yet, so I don't, I can't play these games online. Right. Then Xbox 360 got fast tracked because, like, well, this shit, Xbox original sucks. We need a new console ASAP, and they got a year jump on PlayStation 2. But a lot of people, myself included, were going to wait for the PlayStation 3 to come out. But then Sony was like, "Oh, this thing's six hundred dollars." Um, also, was it? You're not really gonna be able to- yeah, it was a lot, dude. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot yeah. about that. That was a yeah. big problem with it. Yeah, it was. Oh, I remember that because didn't that was like that whole thing where like Kazurai said in Japan it's gonna be cheaper than that because we got real fans in Japan in America they'll pay it, they'll buy anything. Yeah, so basically that pricing like made everybody pissed off and Microsoft lowered their price for the holidays and that just set things up where okay there's a hundred fifty dollar price difference between these consoles i'm gonna buy the xbox i already got my madden already got my favorite games here why do i need a playstation 3 and it didn't happen until the end of the playstation 3 generation where like sony had all of these new ips like uncharted and shit Mm -hmm. that people were like oh this is a better console i like more of these games and microsoft they were doing good they had gears of war and halo and shit but once that ran out, they jumped to the next generation, Xbox One X, or S- Xbox One. That reveal was such a shit show, like that confusing ass name. This, <laughs> like, oh, we're Entertainment Center, we're not a video game console. Oh yeah, yeah. That came out of nowhere, man. I was like, dude, you guys had because I was actually an Xbox guy for the 360 generation. I didn't buy a PS3, and. That was mostly because I've been reading forums and websites from the and posts from developers are saying, "Yeah, we hate developing for PS3. The fucking hardware sucks. It's much easier to develop for 360." Yep. And so 
gains would come out for PS3 and 360, and lo and behold, on 360, they would run better. Yep. So I was just like, this is a no-brainer, man. They had it. Yeah. But yeah, with Xbox One, like, Microsoft never recovered, not just because of the initial flub, but because they have no IPs that people want to play. Yeah. Like, literally every single major IP that's on Xbox uh, One is from the previous generation. It's from original Xbox or Xbox 360 era. There's no new franchise that anyone can name. I can only think of one game that was going to be new, which was Scalebound, which was a platinum game. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Yeah, that was literally the reason I bought an Xbox One, and that shit got canceled because it couldn't get past, like, constant. Hey, dude, I got one extra for you. Blue Dragon, what up? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they messed up by really, really trying to attack that Japanese market and not really knowing how to break in at all. I mean, they the steps they took weren't bad. It was just, it, it, I think it was a little too much too quickly. Okay, I mean... I don't even know what Blue Dragon looks like besides the cover. And I would totally play a game like that if it came out on Sony, on a Sony console. Well, I have no idea what that game looks like. I mean, I, I been, they made two of them, right? Two they Blue did? Dragon. Yeah, there's a yeah. Blue Dragon 2, I think. Yeah. There's oh, wow. Blue Dragon 2, there's an anime, and it was designed oh, yeah. by Kira Toriyama. Exactly, so, yeah. Like, Microsoft thought, like, okay, Toriyama designed Dragon Quest characters. Japanese <laughs> people love Toriyama shit. They love Dragon Ball. It's got dragons in it. Y'all gonna love it, right? We made an anime, and, and no one cared. <laughs> nah, fuck that, bro. I'm still on the SNES. I don't care about those games. <laughs> Dude, Miss Walker. Those uh, guys, they tried. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like you said, Capone, it's been um, it's been a long journey leading up to where we're at right now, and I would say the. The 360 era leading to the Xbox One X era, um, they had enough room, wiggle room, to try some new stuff. And unfortunately, their timing and their ideas were just um, untimely, I guess. Like, um, because if you consider the timelines, right, there was a certain point of time when the Wii came out and that changed the game, right? And it had everybody scrambling to be like, well, we got to have some, like, in-person experience with some type of 3D, pseudo 3D um, experience situation. Let's take it even further than whatever the Wii did or the Wii U or the Wii. And that has time and time again shown to not take off nowhere near the success that the Wii had with uh, the current generation. Yeah. Um, and that was there's just so many flubs that happened that were so costly because wasn't the connect like force bundled on people? Yeah, something about like you had to it, it was required to operate the fucking thing or something like that. Oh my god. Yeah, the later point it was part of the bundle. Didn't they realize that was foolish and stop doing it? Yeah, same same way the PlayStation move was a thing at one point and then that went away. <sighs> Chasing that dragon was definitely uh, one of the darker periods in, um, in uh, those consoles' uh, lifetime. But I feel like that mentality hasn't left them yet. I know? know. I mean, I mean, you still had the, you had the 3D TV shit. Like, you still have PlayStation VR, which, like, I, I understand the merits of VR, but still, like, most people aren't playing that. Exactly. And it, it's, it's just like, I mean, I, I get it. Like, you know, in addition to making good games... 
on good hardware. You should probably try to push the industry forward. And Nintendo kind of just has dedicated themselves to doing that uh, for the last couple decades. But I feel like Sony is just Sony and, and uh, Microsoft constantly just just ate that. They just ate whatever the heck Nintendo's doing on top of whatever they're doing, and it just never looks as good, right? And when they're not doing that, they're trying to convince you that, yeah, you should be gaming in 4K. I'm like, what the fuck for? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's good that I can do that, but uh, am I going to buy a whole new TV so I can play PS5 games in 4K? You know? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, like what? Are affordable, but you know. Yeah, like what's the? You're gonna play Fall Guys in 4K? <laughs> yes, changing the game, baby. I'll play it on PC, I mean, bro. I'm not, I'm not complaining <laughs> about it. I'm not complaining about it, obviously. Yeah. But it's just like they just. I, I feel like that's one of those things where I'm like, uh, I don't think that was that important. But I feel like but I know it goes into the price tag anyway, you dude. Know? You know what was the dagger for real, especially from the response of like. Twitter gaming or whatever the Twitter gaming verse is when they announced Avengers and they were like, yeah, P- PlayStation owners are oh. going to be able to have Spider-Man exclusively. And you saw how people reacted to that shit that weren't didn't aren't going to purchase a Sony system. <laughs> Bro, they lost their shit. Like, how could you? This is anti-consumer. You guys are crazy. And it's like. Hey man, like it's business. I I can't fault them for doing that. Like I understand that. Where's Microsoft trying to hold this down? Their side of the deal, you know? And that yeah, just Microsoft goes to show you the philosophy is so different. Maybe they didn't even care to even try to negotiate that, you know? So that that one's funny. That one's actually because of Sony, cuz Sony has licenses for Spider-Man. Right. That one's more simple. But it's also like you remember like in 360 era like it used to be Microsoft that had all the exclusives. They used to get the Call of Duty maps first. Yup, like I do remember that. That but was pretty Sony, big too. Yeah, but when PS4 first came out, Sony went and doubled the offers that Microsoft used to give those companies. And then Call of Duty came on PlayStation first, and then everything else after that came PlayStation exclusive first, except for like I think a couple games like Rise of the Tomb Raider. But for the most part, it was PlayStation first and foremost. Destiny, another like, game? That there was another game. There, so, oh, yeah, Destiny. Oh, yeah, that's right. There, was, there was a game that uh, that is in our spectrum hmm. of, uh, of uh, activities hmm. um, that Microsoft courted hardcore. And I and I swear to God, I always think that, you know, Microsoft is just, they're just trying to, like you said, they're trying to keep their face in the game. They're trying to keep their name relevant in the world of video games. They don't really care if they're leading the way or not. But they definitely threw their anchor behind an IP and oh. you know what I'm talking about. Dragon Ball Fighters. Yep. They were willing to give up the give up a lot for Dragon Ball Fighters. I remember when I was at Bandai Namco during the launch event and there was a bunch of Microsoft executives there and they're just like, you know, asking everybody, how does it they're asking Mighty Mouse Johnson, hey, how do you feel about the game, Mighty Mouse? He's like, oh it's fucking awesome. I love Dragon Ball. And this guy Hellpog, he's a great GoTings player, you know? Um, <laughs> that's cool and they turned to me and they're like so uh, we hear you're a big uh, fighting game esports commentator right and I'm like yes you heard correctly <laughs> and I'm like since you're asking me this you must be uh, interested in running some kind of uh, Dragon Ball Fighters tour and they were thinking like yeah we would totally be down to do that 
And I'm like, would you want to run that shit on PS4? <laughs> and they obviously did not like the idea of that whatsoever. But that's the environment that was around because those guys would not let Bandai Namco record anything if it was on PS4. It had to be on Xbox. And what did they get on, as far as the upper hand? Like, was it just marketing stuff? Like, showing it on their console first? Type? Yeah, they, everything got shown on that console first. Everything yeah. was like, whenever there's an, uh, a showcase for the game, it's uh, it's on our console, it's on us, we're footing the bill. We, they were streaming it on uh, their old uh, stream platform. Mixer? Mixer yeah, yeah, it was on all those, bit, all those Bandai Namco streams were on Mixer. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, this is awful. i'm sitting there with maximilian and they're like okay guys we're gonna have you play a match real quick and so me and max are like can we get some sticks and they're like uh we don't have any xbox sticks here they're on the (laughs) gamepad buddy aren't you a gamer (laughs) yeah so we're so we're playing dragon ball fighters on the xbox one (laughs) d-pad and it's terrible and the microsoft execs are just like yeah yeah this game is so awesome guys we we did it we did it i think we're gonna go have to get drinks after this we gotta congratulate ourselves so so that whole experience to me was just all like Mm. they care about something like they're 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 biding their time and i think they thought that was a worthwhile gamble they thought that they would be the heroes for being dragon being dragon ball to the fighting game spectrum and on paper they would have been if we as the fgc was not were not already married to the ps4 how much is it that, though, because I want to pose this question to you guys. How much was it that, and how much was it in regards to maybe the Japanese game community and the Japanese, uh, sorry, not game community, them two, but the developers as well, not really wanting to, I guess, support that platform? Like, I'm, I've never really heard a lot of conversations. I probably never will. Because I don't feel like that's something that they would be so open about. But do you guys think that affected any of the relationship that they had in that market? Microsoft? Yeah, for Microsoft. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's a stretch to, to say that um, they definitely... Uh, the, a lot of people were definitely waiting for the time to expire. Hmm. With uh between Bandai Namco, Dragon Ball Fighters, and Microsoft, a lot of people were just all like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, sh- it's cute. Show your little like expose, show your character breakdowns, blah blah blah, previews." And then as soon as the game came out, I mean, shit, even Bandai Namco was on board. They were like, "Fuck it, we're playing on PS4 now." <laughs> they got sticks and everything. The second time we went, the, the post release, yeah, uh, shit, we went to all sticks. They hooked it up. And I'm looking at Dimitri, I'm like, dude, you had sticks this whole time? He's like, yeah, man, it's PS4 only, man. I'm like, <sighs> there was just some, there, there was some anti-Microsoft, like, we, they did not want to meet them halfway. And Microsoft was giving up a lot. They were talking about doing a tour. Yeah, I mean, because it goes back to, like, the whole scale-bound situation. Like, what happened with these companies that they just couldn't find a way to get that game made and like really sour this relationship. Cause I don't, I feel because of those failures like Scalebound and uh, Blue Dragon and wasn't Lost Odyssey one of the other games that was also an exclusive as well at some point? Well, Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey were 360. Uh, yeah. 
uh, Scalebound was uh, Xbox One era. Yeah. They had another game called Crimson Dragon, which was like a oh Panzer Dragoon, uh, Panzer Dragoon like game that right, right, was really, really bad. That made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, like a lot of their, they had a lot of titles that were in development that never came out. I remember Crackdown Three being in development hell. Oh True it, Fantasy Live Online. Yep. They didn't really have any new Fables come out. Um, that hurt them, actually. That was a pretty big game. Yep. And what did come out failed. Like, there's that game ReCore. Oh, made yeah. by uh, the Mega Man creator and stuff. And that game was just a complete bust. I didn't even know that came out. Yep. And then yep. the saddest one, Killer Instinct. Like, that game is amazing. That game is literally one of the best fighting games of this generation, but because of the console itself, yep. it's it was just so hard to justify to get it. And it's when so much is going on with the uh, like, for instance, uh, whatever is the tournament standard, right? Let's just say PS4, for instance, was tournament tournament standard. Like yep. you have to get a whole nother console for this other fighting game that's exclusively on Xbox. And I mean, for me, I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to do it. (laughs) I mean, that's that's what ended up happening, right? You had to get Xbox One for Killer Instinct at Evo. What else am I going to get it for? You're not getting it on PC, that's for sure. But what else am I going to get an Xbox One for? Like, realistically, what else am I going to get it for? That's that's not available on PC. You know what I mean? Like, a good example is I love Cuphead. Cuphead is a great game. I played the shit out of it when it came out. What did I get it on? A fucking PC, dude. (laughs) Like, I don't need to get an Xbox, you know, to play a lot of these games that were uh, quote-unquote exclusive. Like, that was one of them, right? Like, when they announced that it was for PC as well, I was like, bro, I don't need to get an Xbox One. (laughs) Get out of here. I would have got it for that, too, because I love that game. That was a game I 100% would have got an Xbox One for and then probably would have got Killer Instinct. Well, funny enough. Uh, I'm starting to have those same kind of feelings around the PS5 because a lot of those games are also going to be on PC. The ones they've been showing us, at least. Well, maybe the ones that you're into? Cause... I mean, Final Fantasy 16, dude. Yep, that's coming to PC. That's huge. It is Final Fantasy Remake on PC? Uh, remake... It... So there has been talk. I don't know if it's been officially confirmed or not, but there is a seven remake PC story or something. Mm. Like that. It's definitely a discussion. Mm. Well, honestly, for for me, uh, first of all, I love Spider Man. So whatever they throw at me with Spider Man, I'm on board. So I can't play that on PC. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn just got a PC release, right? Yeah. And th- and that's weird, but that happened, so that's great. But the game's been out forever before the PC came out, the PC version. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not going to be available for PC. Probably not at launch, no. Um, God of War. Um, oh, it's going to PC. That, God of War would never will. Like so, anything that Sony 100% first party can, it's going to stay on that console. So you'll never see Last of Us PC or anything. But things that are second party. Like Rise of Zero Dawn, those yeah. come to Yeah, um, I mean, I'm pretty sold on what they offered me. I think I think it's more like 
because Chris, you definitely have different um, desires as a gamer than yes. I do. Um, you're definitely more PC centric of a gamer in that sense. And yeah, I would agree for like somebody like you, the the PS5 is probably more of the same, right? It feels like it to me. Right? Um, yeah. But I think it, it, it is a massive sin that you haven't played God of War or Spider-Man, <laughs> and uh, you would change your mind immediately no, <laughs> Have I, you really I, I played them. Be good games, but I'm like you have to remember, like I do look for different things in games. Like mm-hmm. while everybody is looking to- for towards E3, and I, I mean I look towards A3 and Tokyo Game Show too. Yeah, but I'm also looking towards uh, forward to a uh, G Star, uh, which is South Korea's gaming expo, mm-hmm. where they reveal a lot of South Korean games that are going to be coming out. Usually MMOs, but I follow that stuff. I look forward to a. Uh, uh, well, I guess Gamescom is kind of general now too, but Gamescom used to be more of a, you know, just uh, an indie kind of thing. I yeah. see a lot of indie games coming out of that, you know. And it's not because I'm a hipster or anything; it's just where my taste ends up taking as far as a gaming. What? Uh, gamer goes. It's not because you're a hipster, dude. So you mean you're not trying <laughs> and you're just like this? Well, the thing is, is like a lot of people forget that the world of gaming is massive and it's only gotten bigger, and the availability of these games has only gotten a lot more pronounced you know there are more developers coming to the table than there were 10 years ago or even five years ago and a lot of these games that i've been eyeballing from afar are now (laughs) in the national conversation it's crazy i think about you like i think there was a a dave Chappelle joke um kind of about like what's in the refrigerator type thing and if we thought about like games and how you'd want the most, like, one that nobody's really looking at? <laughs> oh, baby. This MMO right here. Everybody's tripping about Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. How about this uh, online Grand MMO, Saga. baby? Grand Saga, which is a cross-platform. They're, they're breaking the mold over there in South Korea. They're making a MMORPG that yeah. is both going to run on the mobile platform and on your PC. Insane fucking ridiculous and we might never appreciate that until like <laughs> five years later you know so we get some weird ass uh like console release or something and then some people might fuck with it on console i mean yeah. it's not it's not impossible they they released terra online on console and i was like wow <laughs> fucking pissed, dude. <laughs> yeah those poor souls you probably scream at them like what are you guys doing just get it on pc are you guys crazy <laughs> <laughs> playing PUBG man on freaking ps4 what's wrong with you well in regards to like the showcase um in comparison to what microsoft is offer and what we've been talking about i think they definitely offer a more robust experience game for game you know i mean yeah. we've been talking about like honestly that was a massive hit not having halo at launch and it even instills more fear in the consumer i think from stuff like that getting pushed so far back and now you really you're trying to avoid that conversation of like well what does what does xbox have to offer what does xbox have to offer i was like well we got halo at launch that's pretty badass don't you think because sony doesn't really have shit because they technically didn't announce uh spider-man being a launch title at all so they said that um halo was so that was a pretty big uh, move there but once that got pushed back it's like well the game pass is sick <laughs> like you know we we push cross play and all that stuff's cool but again we get right back to where we started where it's like it's just not exciting it's just doesn't excite the consumer and now 
because of the way pre-orders have happened, it's blown this thing out of the stratosphere because now it's a hot item, you know, and it's like the perfect rollout that you want for your new console, right? People mm -hmm. losing their minds over it. And I honestly can't say that I've seen this before outside of maybe like the Wii situation. It's like the last time I remember something like this where yeah, scarcity was a problem. Yeah. I would say the Switch. No, that, now the Switch, yeah, because like I just bought mine after like looking for one for like a year. Uh-huh. Nintendo killing the game, bro. <laughs> they never stop. They make like five a year. Yeah. I almost spit out but this water. Yeah, the Wii U, which no one wanted. So crazy, huh? Oh, they were like, kill, killed an era, and then they had that one, and then the Switch came back and turned shit around again. Yeah. I, oh. I, do, I do find one thing interesting, though, is that even though Sony has much better stuff coming on the horizon, because mm. you actually see titles, yeah. for the most part, most of these games are not exclusive. Right. And yeah, only... A handful of them are PlayStation 5 only. Like, a lot of these are PS4 games. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the other thing I definitely wanted to bring up. So what does that mean? Because initially, they definitely marketed some of these games as, like, it's strictly next-gen. You know, I could have swore they said that about the new Horizon Zero Dawn game. That they were like, this is straight-up next-gen, bro. And now they're coming out with PS4 versions of these games? So, is this a new thing, or is this just something they didn't want to reveal until now? I think they didn't want to reveal it until after the fact, because they want people to buy those new consoles. But yeah. there's also way too big of an audience on PlayStation 4 to not try and make that money. Right. So, Spider-Man, like, that's coming on PS4. Like, you look at that game, and that does not... Everything I've seen from that game, that doesn't look next-gen to me. That doesn't look like something... It isn't possible to have on PlayStation 4 because it isn't. It's, mm. it's it's a good looking game. It's got a good art design, but you can tell that that's the same thing as PS4. Right. Whereas you look at um, some other games that were going to be in 2021 or 2022, like Horizon, and that one is actually next gen. That one is PS5 exclusive. I'm just wondering though, like, can a company survive not having any exclusives though? Like, can they just exist as like, yeah, we have the same games as everybody else, but we're just doing better. Trust us. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Because <laughs> that seems to be what they're going for. Uh, Xbox really don't got a choice right now. Like, they got to run with what they got. And right now it's... They don't even... You know what? That is Xbox, yeah. <laughs> Dude, because it's like, they didn't even get any timed exclusive. I think they'd try with Call of Duty, right? That would have been the move, in my opinion. Either that or Assassin's Creed. Call of Duty or Cyberpunk, you know. I actually think they do have some exclusive for Cyberpunk, but I think that was for Xbox One X. I just, I just remember Cyberpunk being on Xboxes when I went to E3 last year, so I think they have some sort of deal. It might be like Dragon Ball then. What was the deal with Dragon Ball? Um, where they're technically cross-platform, but they're only showcased on Xbox. It's probably that. It's probably just a marketing angle. Man, if they could have got some like content only type situations like they did with Destiny on PS4 and uh like oh dude who, who got done super dirty? Oh, it was uh the Avengers beta. 
the Avengers beta was like, what? Xbox owners, that, there were some dis- discrepancies between the two. I forget what it was. Oh, that's a lot of betas, actually. So it was people who pre-ordered first get to try it on PlayStation, like, the first week. Uh-huh. Then a week after that, every single person that has PlayStation Plus got to try it. Then at the end of that second week, Xbox people got to join. That's <laughs> so fucked up, dude. But it's like that for a lot of games. It's like that for Call of Duty beta and alpha. Yeah. It's like that for actually most multiplayer online games that are across console. What is going on with these deals, man? I mean, I feel like my these little uh, skirmishes are constantly getting lost. Or is it is it not because they're not battling for it and they just don't care? Are That's f- what I'm trying to figure out. Is I don't know if they're if if they're just not trying and. The, they the, don't the value it. Maybe they don't value those little things. You know. Maybe they don't. But then, but then they do weird shit like we want Cyberpunk on Xboxes. We want Dragon Ball on Xboxes, and that might just be like a flex. You know, that might just be them being like, "Screw it, we want Sony to sweat for just a second, even though there's nothing behind." Damn, dude! I just keep thinking about how much of a great job Microsoft did with a lot of these indies that unfortunately all ended up on pc like ori's on pc mm-hmm. i'm not gonna get that on xbox you know what i mean like but but again they're saying we are okay with it being on pc we still get that money <laughs> yeah that's yeah. why i'm like you know they're playing this weird game where it's almost like they should be mad but at the same time they're still getting the piece even when they lose i think it's a really unique situation to find a company that's okay with like low-key being really successful but not to the public you know because microsoft is very successful despite whatever we think of them quote unquote winning the console war like they've done well for themselves they're just not number one you know i guess sony would be number one then but i feel like sony is still like like it they don't they don't act like they're number one you know, they're still out there fighting for it. They're still hungry. I mean, not that that's a problem or anything, but well, I would always assume like the per- the person who finally wins the console war probably just takes the year off. <laughs> oh no way! You, the reason why they don't take the year off is because it'll be competitive no matter what. Like, shit changes so much. Like, if Microsoft did decide to suddenly take a turn to like now, okay, you know what? Fuck all this Game Pass shit. Fuck all this trying to pay nice. Now we're about to make real IPs and we're not just going to anchor it on Gears of War and Halo. It's like, it's about to go down. We're throwing all our money that way, which would never happen, by the way. But well, what if they said some shit like, we will no longer sell you Windows <laughs> if you run Sony platform shit? I still don't think that would get people. You want to be able to develop games anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh,. I don't know, man. Sony can't use our fucking platform to develop their games anymore, man. It's just weird how this pandemic has has put such a big spotlight on these things because people, like, more people are at home, more people are observing things on the internet than ever before, and it's solidifying a lot of the storyline that's going into this holiday season, and if history shows anything about how this situation might turn up it's like 
what's the public beliefs the perception is that this console is better than that console it takes a tremendous effort to turn that ship around you know i like cap one said it's like that ps3 situation set on back big time you know it took a long time to get over that and some great ips to really change people's minds you know I think that was probably the one time they thought they could take the year off because they yeah. thought they had killed it with the PS2 and they're like, fuck it. We'll totally charge. We'll, we'll overcharge for the PS3 in America. Watch this. <laughs> Got Blu-ray player, baby. What's up? Oh, and Xbox was just like, and Xbox probably didn't even capitalize as much as they just ran their game plan. Cause like, remember Microsoft and Xbox was like coming out with stuff that the, the, the exclusive that they had hmm. were like, wild out of left field shit like neo geo battle coliseum <laughs> you know they were just like whatever yeah bring it on over here guardian heroes baby <laughs> castle crashers we got it that's it's crazy yeah yeah and then like i mean again for me these were big deals but i just thought that was also just interesting overall that they never really tried to to be that big time player and they ended up getting the big titles eventually when uh, Metal Gear Solid games started coming to Xbox 360. You know, they yep. were they were fine and like, you know, that was a big deal. But they didn't really make any they didn't have any signs that they were fighting for them, you know? Things were just kind of falling in place for them. Um the entire the, basically the entire run of the 360, which is why it was so weird that they then in turn flipped that on its head the following generation by saying we're a multimedia center now. So that was them taking that year off. <laughs> Cause they were like, we killed it, baby. Three sixties on top. Let's fucking dunk this shit. <laughs> Finish. You know I think I know what that was though. I think you remember, I, I, I think a lot of people don't remember this, but Netflix, the very first instance of Netflix being a streaming service was on Xbox 360. That's true. Mm, yeah. And mm. so many people use that to the point where Netflix is what it is now because of streaming. Uh, I think Microsoft saw that at that time as the their opportunity to expand not just to Netflix, to all of these other streaming services like Sling TV and whatnot as they were coming out and build a financial branch off of that. And honestly, on Xbox One, that's true. Like, as a cable box, the Xbox One is actually great. Like. For many years, I used that as my TV. I didn't play any freaking games on my Xbox, but I used that shit to watch TV and watch cable. Because it's better <laughs> That's incredible. Bro, they need you to cut a promo. This is the greatest promo I've seen for Microsoft. <laughs> no, because it's crazy. Because he got they got in Sony's head. Because remember, yeah. Sony tried. We got Sony TV now. Oh man, they canceled they their favorite shows on Sony cable, and people were just like, oh, yeah. "What the fuck are you doing, baby?" Yeah, remember that show Powers and yep. some other shit they they tried to make happen that no one watched even when it was free <laughs> supposedly it was good too people were saying it was good bro bro they they gave me the first episode of the devil may cry anime on there so forever grateful thank you i, <laughs> I mean i didn't get the second episode so <laughs> yeah it's terrible but for real though like so so i think xbox microsoft the way they operate generally is like they're, they're like stoners man like they're kind of just there in the background doing shit and sometimes it works out and they're like cool man we got dragon ball we, fuck 
got a new Halo coming? Oh, we got to put that in the back burner. And Sony's just over there going like, all right, we got to get Final Fantasy 16. We got Spider-Man, Cole. Let's put Spider-Man in the Avengers. Uh, let's fucking bury these sons of bitches. And then they look over at they look over at Microsoft in the corner and they smile fake and shit. And Sony and Microsoft is all stoned and shit going, hey, what's up, dude? Good shit with that PS5 reveal. Oh, man. You got, you got us. The only time I think they cracked was this week. If, because of the leak. If you really think about it, though, like a lot of these non-exclusive games, for example, Final Fantasy 15, right? I wonder what those sales look like on Xbox. Like how many people bought that game on there? When to they the, finally dropped over there? I don't think it convinced anybody to go to Xbox. You know what I mean? Some of those deals are like, so um, there, there has has to be a low return on that because oh, no, totally. they just don't have the infrastructure of uh, consumers on that platform to be able to be like, oh, this was a great idea. We, like this cross-platform situation really paid off in dividends. Like we, we finally got that um, that crowd over here. It's like it's a it's a minor convenience you know like oh okay like if i do end up ever getting an xbox for whatever reason final fantasy is over there but why would i buy a final fantasy game that when you look like this is the same thing with tomb raider by the way cap you brought up how tomb raider was an exclusive for a certain amount of time one of them i forget which one it was uh right um when that game was exclusive it was fucking weird i felt weird about it i was like why is tomb raider exclusive on xbox i was like i look at a tomb raider game i'm like that's a that's a playstation game you know it has that thing attached to it same thing as like for a lot of people that didn't play on super nintendo and prior with some of these rpgs ever since final fantasy 7 came out on playstation that was like a playstation game you know people connected that it, it you play it on a japanese system you know yep and that used to be a Nintendo thing. Final Fantasy was just yep. intent only until Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. But I think there's there's a long game involved with that. And I think it might center around backwards compatibility. Because yeah. a lot of those games that eventually ended up coming out for Xbox later on in their run, yeah, nobody bought them then because they're like, whatever, I already played this on Sony console. I'm not, unless you were crazy and you're like, I'm going to freaking wait for the Xbox version. You know? Mm. But. I don't think that was their intent. I think they just wanted that on there so they could have it in their library because Microsoft has been very good about making sure their library is at least touchable in uh, the later generations. Again, very consumer-friendly in that sense. Yes, very consumer-friendly. You think about it this way. We're all KOF 13 players here right now. If KOF 13 ever made its return to competitive play in 2022, you know what we're playing that shit on? Not on PS3, not on Xbox 360, but Xbox Series. Yeah, if it was on there, I would I would do that. But I'm hardcore, so I guess that's not a lot of people that would do that. But well, I mean, like, look at it this way: like, are people gonna hold on to their three six? Like, like, like Evo, like if Evo does it, they're not gonna like try to dig up all their old Xbox three sixties and PS threes that have Cable thirteen on it. They're just gonna be like, screw it, we'll just get the fucking series and download it. Yeah, if that if that were a thing for sure, and. Uh, there was a lot of arguments people were having about like, yeah, dude, like you could play all these Sonic games and all this other stuff that came out in a certain era that you definitely are not going to be able to do on any of the PlayStation platforms or the new PlayStation platform because they just, why would they uh, all of a sudden add compatibility to this old dusty game that a lot of people kind of like 
Because they said they would do it a every right. time. I, I know, I know, but but even then, like even then. They said they would do it three times. They said they would do it. With that catalog and you being able to access all these old games, it's still not enough. <laughs> we don't we'll never know if it'll be enough because we never got the chance to experience it. Oh, we would love to explore don't get me wrong. I'm just saying how crazy it is about how the atmosphere around these two games and like i said xbox series x is super consumer friendly all these things that you can do all these things you get out of the service it's awesome right but despite that it could never be or hasn't been able to garner that interest of like this is the cool thing to have it is not as cool as having a playstation 5 you know it definitely is not. Uh, the games that you can play aren't considered as cool as whatever you could play on Sony that's exclusive there. You know, um, you had Halo, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You had that. Yeah. It'll never be cutting edge. Well, I mean, I won't say it will never be cutting edge again, but in the way it's going, it'll never be cutting edge. And I don't think it's in their game plan to be cutting edge. Dude, Gears used to be huge. That was another IP. It was huge. And you know what they did? They said, fuck it. We're flying too close to the sun. I mean, Forza's great, but, I mean, you can't put a whole platform on Forza. For whatever, for whatever reason, they chose not to keep Bungie happy, and they let them walk off with Destiny. Oh, well, Bungie man. was going to leave anyway. They they were out before that. but They could have did something to that. They could have. There's no way they didn't couldn't have offered them a deal that made them want to stick around to keep destiny exclusive but that just wasn't in their game plan that wasn't in the way they operated they were like yeah go and spread your wings guys so, so right right now um i'm not 100 percent sure on this so i'm gonna ask you cap one is insomniac now first party like officially because i kind of forgot i think so so after they so they went independent fully Mm-hmm. Um, they were always Sony's second party before, but then they went independent and they made Sunset Overdrive right. uh, for Xbox. Oh, actually, that was a good IP. I, yeah, it was. One, yeah, That is one good game. I, I owned that and I still haven't finished that shit, but it was a good game. Um, but they came back um, to make, uh, what you call it? Uh, where do you want to make Ghost? Was it Sly Cooper, guys? I can't remember who made Ghost of Tsushima. But they're, I think they're fully owned by Sony now. I think I think they came back as a second party. Then after being a second party again, they got bought fully. Okay. So the thing with that is, is when that happened, that's because they killed it with Spider-Man, right? Here's a good example of where Microsoft has been screwing up. They get a killer app and they don't lock these people down in for as long as they can. Right. Chris just brought up Bungie. Bungie or Halo was huge for Xbox, right? They should have moved heaven and earth to keep these people happy in the work environment that they had. The same way that Spider-Man killed it and they're like, fuck that shit. You guys are going to be first party now. Y'all earned it. it. Y'all ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like this game is the shit. Um, I'm just shocked that they don't really, like, I don't even remember what the hell happened with Cliff Blazinski. Like, what was the situation oh. with that? Oh, about him like leaving Epic? Yeah. 
uh, he got basically he didn't want to comply and left to take his money and build a new game, and that new game sucked. Yeah, dude, it's it's so sad how that that just never works out. <laughs> Mighty Number no. Nine was so good. Oh, oh. <laughs> so good. Oh. Oh, man. I, I'll talk to you about that later because I just I, I had a thought about that today that really broke my heart. Ooh, well, yeah, man. I just I don't know. It's 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 so hard. Like you, as far as Microsoft wants, they don't necessarily want us to have the same conversation as, that we have with PlayStation. But it's no. like it's not their choice. <laughs> We're throwing those motherfuckers in there whether they like it or not. Media is throwing them in there whether they like it or not, and people in general on Twitter or social media are throwing in, in there whether they like it or not. And You know what's messing about Because they're probably just trying to be like, yo, why can't we just be like Nintendo and just be outside of this conversation of console war? You know? <laughs> like, fuck, Nobody dude. hates on Nintendo. Well, they have great IPs. So <laughs> A lot of those IPs are also cross-platform still. Like, everybody says, how come this isn't on Switch? It's like, yeah, can't we be like that? How come this isn't on Xbox? You know, we just want that kind of energy. Are you guys want Mortal Kombat? We got you, fam. Get that Mortal Kombat on there. No problem. No no censorship at all. You want to fuck your hands up playing Cuphead? Hell yeah. But no, like you said, they are they are forcibly thrown into that conversation of the console war. And, I mean, the console war, it used to be Nintendo and Sega. Then it became Sony and Sega. And then it became Sony and Sega and... Microsoft, I guess. Yeah. And now it's just, and, and I'm not sure Microsoft ever really wanted to be in that conversation mm-hmm. because around the time the Xbox came out, people were still thinking, oh, Sony versus Sega and Sony beat Sega or Sega beat itself. Or still Nintendo there. Nintendo was still kind of there, yeah, but they were, <laughs> GameCube was not the business. <laughs> I mean, really, Microsoft just filled the void that Sega left. True. The Xbox One, or the first Xbox is really just Dreamcast 2. Like, Dreamcast <laughs> ran on Windows. Damn, you're right. The controller Don't joke with me like that, thing. though. <laughs> Wait, did yeah. it, have a, it had a PSO game, right? Yeah, Fantasy Star Online was uh, Dreamcast first. That's right. No, I'm talking about um, uh, the Xbox. It had a PSO yeah. game on it. Yeah. Holy shit. It really was Dreamcast 2. We had it this whole time. We blew it. <laughs> Dude, I would buy a Series X just to play Fusion Frenzy again. <laughs> oh, oh man. my god. Can't that even get that Dreamcast game. Holy shit. You can't even get that on PC, dude. Can't... Microsoft. You remember those little shitty Dreamcast games they came out with like Alien Storm or Hell Alien yeah. And shit. These games like, are fucking Fusion awesome. Fusion Frenzy's up on that like level. Yeah, dude. Uh they're they're you know what, man? They're not giving the audience what they want. This is where they're fucking up. How many times have we asked for these games and we're not getting them? <laughs> like, for real. Everybody I've talked to always brings I, I, up, like, hey, how come we can't play this OG Xbox game? Like, what's up? So that's the problem I do have with this. While they are making these older games available to newer generations on their newer platforms and sometimes even on PC, yeah. there are a, there's a certain contingency of games that are, like, very beloved and have very loud vocal followings that can only be played on the original console that they appeared on. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. like for me, it's Guardian Heroes and Neo Geo, Geo Battle Calls. And even though these are Xbox Live arcade games, you can only play them on an Xbox console. You can't play it on 
PC. Maybe with Xbox Series S, you can do that. I don't know. But that, the, the cool thing was they weren't completely dead. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still play those games on Xbox One if I want to. I don't think anybody bothered to, mm-hmm. but uh, they it was still possible. But at the same time, it's just like they're still not doing enough to really to fill that gap, you know? And it, it, it feels kind of strange because those games are good. And Sony is guilty of this at all, also to a very more pronounced degree where they'll just straight up be like, they'll, they'll forget a game existed. I mean, we just now got, we convinced Ubisoft to bring back Scott Pilgrim. That took a long ass time. That people took a long ass time. Asked for that forever. People were like, when that, when it went down, people were still just like, what the, what the fuck? Like, where'd my game go? Oh, yeah, I could never get rid of my Xbox 360 because then that means I could never play that game ever again. <laughs> exactly, you know? Yeah. And it's just weird because I don't know if these companies want us to do that. I mean, sure, there is something to be said about getting rid of old games so that they have more room for new games. But with uh-huh. things going digital these days, that's not really an issue anymore, you know? Uh, the trade-in game is pretty much dead at this point, as it should be, because it was a scam. Oh, oh yeah, that's gone. Yeah, it's got to go. Um, so th- it's it's never a better time for all these companies to say, "Screw it, we're just gonna give you access to these games." And if they run, if they run weird, that whatever, you know, mm-hmm. they run weird. What do you expect? This is space age technology, and you were playing it when it was on a toaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Some extra effort, please, Sony. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I think right now, <laughs> it's we we hit our peak in hype, in my opinion. Um, I think it all kind of starts going downhill at this point, specifically because I don't think that many things are going to change within the next few months. The crazy shit that's going to happen is the release date when stuff actually comes out. But I don't see Microsoft making any big announcements that would change the landscape of what they've done. I think whatever is going to happen, they've already said it. Um, like, for instance, the price point of their discless version, uh, that got a lot of people excited, actually. Even myself included. I was like, all right, yeah, I might think about it or whatever. As soon as they announced the PS5 and the showcase happened, I fucking don't care. <laughs> like, I went back to not giving a shit. Like, it's crazy. And I'm a part of that audience. I saw it in real time in myself, guys. <laughs> Where I was almost convinced on cheating on my wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Sony. Sony. Uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, they almost had me, right? But then this showcase happened, and I'm way more comfortable with not ever buying an Xbox or a Microsoft machine in the future, you know, unless, some, unless it's like a hundred bucks or something. <laughs> like some, even then, I don't know, man. It's easier to do that if you're already a Sony fanboy. Actually, no, I won't even say that. I'm not even gonna say if, if you're only a, if you're a Sony fanboy. I have a sneaking suspicion that it's hard for Xbox fanboys to stay Xbox fanboys because Xbox doesn't need fanboys. Well. The thing is, too, as we all mature, what do we start leaning more towards? Uh, In my opinion, PC. My opinion, PC is what I'm saying. Oh, Uh, PC? Yeah. 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 Not not for me. Like, I feel like for PCs, Hmm. if you grew up with PCs, you might. Or if you know how to build a PC, you might. 
But if you're not technologically literate, you might need a console because, like, oh, mm-hmm. I can play my Netflix on my TV on it. It's connected to everything. I don't have to do shit. Yeah, I mean, like, PCs can be can seem kind of scary to people who haven't messed with them for a long time. I and know. When I, when I first started building them, I was like, I was always afraid. I'm gonna like, dude, I'm gonna short up my damn motherboard. Shit, fuck. Better like dry. I better ground myself like five times before I touch this damn thing, you know. Um. And as and I was just so unsure of myself, and I would get so frustrated just building the fucking thing that I I, I never even ended up really gaming on it for a number of years. <laughs> like I would build these PCs and I would never play a game on it except like Ragnarok Online. And I'd be like, cool, this runs Ragnarok Online at a, at a smooth 60 FPS. <laughs> you know, what's funny is, is like, um, and this is probably blasphemy for like a PC um, guy. It's like, uh, Bring it on. I just I just bought a pre-built and it's fucking sick. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, so I want to dispel yeah. that, that fallacy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with buying a pre-built. The only reason why people recommend you build your own PC is because it just costs less. That's it. If you can afford a pre-built that does everything right and the free, and they got better cable management than I do, mm-hmm. you know, by all means, buy the fucking pre-built. Save yourself some headache and despair. Yeah. And 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 put somebody else like in the in the responsibility seat. You know. If that shit breaks, you you send it back to them. If my shit breaks, I can't send it anywhere. I gotta freaking remember which part got bought where and send it back to the manufacturer, and say, hey man, this shit failed on me after a year. There's absolutely nothing wrong with buying a pre-built. In fact, I recommend more people should buy pre-builts, maybe mid-range to low mid-range pre-builts because they still run some games pretty well. And you'll be amazed at how different those games are on PC than they are on console and how much more liberating it is to play it on PC than it is on console. But at the same time, I totally get it if, like, you know, people are just like, nah, I'd rather buy a console because they're cheaper. Uh, I can't tell the difference visually unless I've been, like, you know, I literally couldn't tell the difference between Tales of Vesperia on Xbox 360 and Tales of Vesperia on PC until I played like eight hours of Tales of Vesperia on PC and I was like, oh, I see it now. Totally different. Well, the other thing too is is some of these games that you want to play or you've been wanting to play, they're not so intensive graphically for your most people's PCs. Like, a lot of these indie games will run on your like super old hardware, you know, and perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, like, look at what's happening with the Switch for all of these indie games are getting second life there. Hell yeah. Despite the weak firepower. Like, dude, they don't even run good on that platform and they're still killing it. Yeah, it's art direction. <laughs> it is. It 100% is art direction. I'm like, like I, I thought Nintendo was just putting everything on it, but no, they're actually being pretty meticulous about what ends up on the Switch as, as, in regards to that. Like, when, they, when I found out East 8 was on that shit, I was like, wow, yeah, they're definitely picking and choosing here well the, the convo for a long time with the switch was like put it on the switch <laughs> like whatever game comes out it's like well just put it on the switch you know like <laughs> i'll play it all i want to play it on the go and i'm like no yeah. you don't you don't want to play this game on the go and, yeah and Nintendo are very realistic about that because they're like yeah you can play brave and like you know breath of the wild on switch without it being docked you know you can play it on the go it's totally fine <laughs> and like, we wouldn't recommend it though well, there's a lot of shooters and stuff that I would never play on there, dude. It's I don't like on the go. This this 
Switch destroys my hands. Like, I, I can't play a fast-paced game on the Switch uh, mobile. You know, freaking analog sticks. So, so I had to buy a friggin' like grip thing that the Switch actually yes. slides into to play it on a go because my hands are too big for the Switch. It's I, I'm I'm about up there with you, man. I'm about to do it. I have the opposite uh, situation, dude. My hands are too little. It's <laughs> 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 too little, dude. <laughs> I bought a Nintendo Switch Mini for my daughter. For her birthday, she barely, she barely fucking plays it. By the way, don't ever do that for your kids. Don't buy them shit. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sitting there playing it, and I'm just like, dude, like this thing is so flimsy, I could snap it in half right now. I feel so, so feel so powerful, yet so afraid to pick this thing up. It's so fragile. You know, I've dropped it a few times, and it's held up. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know what your version of dropping is, though, or like, I've rolled over on it in bed and uh, more than a few times, and uh, it's still good. Why is it never mind? Bro, you don't game in your bed? It's it's mobile. I don't have enough room in my bed for me and my girl in a a Nintendo Switch, basically. Oh, oh, damn. Uh, Tough times, man. Need that elbow room, bro. I do. Tetris 99 gets serious. Damn, dude, I probably played Tetris 99 more than any game ever. I play that game so much. Now imagine yeah. Tetris 99 isn't available on your next console. You can't play it anymore. And you're like, oh crap, I can't find my old console that had Tetris 99. Oh, I'll never get I'll never give up my Switch ever. But I'm saying that's what I'm that's that's the, the position they put you in. Yeah. They killed the service, dude. I'll I'll cry. Like oh. Whoo! When they kill service, like hella unannounced. Like, by the way, this super popular game on this old hardware that we've been using, they've been using for the letter the last five years. We're killing it, and we're not replacing it. Thanks no, for the money. No more support on your PS3, guys. Sorry. Fuck. Yep. And nothing's changing. Nothing's changing in that regard. That's the part that I think that. I would if, if we had to talk about like you know the state of games and like mm-hmm. where it leaves me at currently is like you know I'm I'm not pessimistic but I'm not satisfied either I don't think I'm going to be satisfied you know like you mentioned earlier like you think they might be all downhill from here and you might not be that wrong mm. because I feel like if it wasn't last generation then it had to be this generation where something was going to change where we weren't just going to get like the next logical step in console the console experience and i feel like the generation coming up is just exactly that it's just the next step it's basically the same experience but oh now it's in 4k you know literally right now in order for sony to have real longevity it it really comes down to how much can they control their snobbiness about the situation like how much do they not rest on their laurels because Right now, um, this, the repeat situation can happen with what happened with the PS3 if they're not careful. Right. Um, because the, the status that they're holding on to can so easily change. Whereas, like, this is why Microsoft on paper is actually doing great because nothing's really up for contention with their situation. You know, they're like, they're ahead of the game, actually. Um, and they don't really have to worry about the same things that Sony has to worry about. 
I feel like they probably in the long term would lose more money um, with the whole creative endeavors that they're having with uh, the console. Um, but again, the what's it called? The stock that the public gives Sony, I mean, I mean, raises the, their stock <laughs> like real stock, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. It's an interesting game that's getting played here. Um, I just think it's it. This is it. It's this is the the beginning of the end of what we know as the console war situation. I feel like Microsoft spent so much time really trying to dispel this console war stuff, and we as a public has forced it upon them. Despite it, them not lying about the situation, they're very upfront about their platform. Um, but I don't think this goes another round. You know, it's this and that's it. And then Nintendo's hanging around forever unless they do another Wii U, which they're not. Because from what I hear, they're doing a Switch too. <laughs> so Switch DX. Yeah. Switch DX. I mean, I, I think it's, you're correct. The only thing that could possibly derail this thought is Microsoft has been waiting all this time mm-hmm. for the perfect moment where Sony lets its guard down, thinking at one, saying, "Hey, yeah, good shit, PS5, top of the top of the pile." And then a generation later, they're like, "We've basically got a console PC. It's got a freaking RTX 3080." I think you see Sony show their real hand when they stop even entertaining cross-platform. Period. Which I feel might happen because they don't feel like... Because think about it. When they kind of had to do that, Microsoft still had like... They were still in the game. You know what I mean? Like they were serious competition. And they kind of forced their hand on a lot of those situations. And we had a lot of hope as gamers. Like a lot more games are going to be cross-platform now. Because, you know, like Modern Warfare and... Uh, how was the race car? Not the race car game. Uh... Fortnite? No, I'm Fortnite as well, but there's another Rocket League. Uh, oh, Rocket oh. League. Oh, yeah. Rocket League, and those games were in the forefront of cross platform uh, capabilities. And we thought, okay, well, Modern Warfare, they were able to do it with that game. So I guess that kind of knocked down the barriers, right? Now everything's going to be cross platform. We kind of haven't seen that even be a conversation that any of these guys have entertained as far as Sony goes. And I don't think they necessarily have to going forward now, which would say a lot about where they feel like they stand if they really feel like they could just sit on that. Yeah. I mean, for games that have the vibrant communities on different consoles, they might Mm -hmm. entertain them. But yeah, for the most part, they will be the platform. So why should they be cross-platform? Yeah. And no one actually talks about what is the benefit of cross-platform? Because honestly, for some games, cross-platform sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there are certain fighting games. If I'm on PlayStation, I'm fighting someone on PC. It's a bad connection. Doesn't matter if we're both connected, no Wi-Fi. We're both 200 uh, down, 15 up. <laughs> yeah. It's still gonna suck. It's gonna be a different experience. That's, people are talking about man. I hope like K15 has cross-platform. I'm like, I'm dude, you. not I, if it's like 14. I am playing your ass. Like, yeah. come on, dude. Even even on your on your specific console when you played on some uh, somebody on that game in that lobby, 
it wasn't that good. So now you want to throw in something even more complicated like crossplay on a KOF game? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, dude, uh, people were pretty excited about Street Fighter and they were like, wow, ahead of the game, huh, guys? Like, <laughs> fuck yeah, finally, it's happening. Uh, same thing with like rollback, which is a different discussion. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. those things were great on paper. And then in execution, we were right back at square one. It was like, man, this company sucks. Like this rollback, baby. This yeah. is whack. We really, literally rolled back into the to square one, man. Yeah. That's another thing that the pandemic has really highlighted is just, you know, how important is net play to function? Yeah. They're fighting it, but I loved it. I'm not playing right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking painful. And I and I and I, and I know like Sagem's over there crusading against all the developers, like you know, hey, get put rollback in your games and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And the developers, for some of them, are resisting or at least playing coy. But I think us being stuck at home and having nothing to look forward to because our favorite games kind of suck in that aspect. It's just, it's just a, a mounting series of disappointments in real time. And then you add this week's pre-order fucking fiasco on top of it. You're just like, wow. It's like I'm being trapped in prison and I, A, can't do the thing I love the most and B, I can't even buy a new version of it. Yeah. So we're in a we we're in a weird spot. We're in a weird spot. Uh, I I feel like if when the pandemic lifts, there's still gonna be like, there's gonna be some conversation about like, hey, I think you guys mishandled that a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, right. I, I and I have to say, I think right now that's why a lot of the single player experiences are getting highlighted so well, and um, like by coincidence yeah. are having so much success because it's like. It's kind of a throwback, right? Like to like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to worry about any of these other things. I could just enjoy my game. It is what it is. And then, um, I mean, because realistically, man, like people don't really like jumping into multiplayer. Not everybody is a multiplayer person. I get it. Um, I feel like that's a big part of the gaming community. Um because there's just so many hurdles you have to jump over to really dig deep into the multiplayer community of games. And um, the single-player experience just makes it easy for everybody. It's just a great game, great content, and you enjoy it at your pace. Nobody's pushing you. And that's probably why there's some of the games that make the most money and garner the most fans, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, there's actually... So, I'll say this. Video games do two things now Hmm. uh originally it was about immersing yourself in escapism you know yeah uh around the time of i'll I'll just say street fighter 2 the competitive aspect came into it where you actually had to just kill the guy next to you Mm -hmm. and that became the second arm of video games immersion and competition Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like competition uh could have probably taken the year off because of the pandemic, and, and, and in all intents and purposes, it has. They forced the hand. Of forced the it hand. Off. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, a lot of people complain about how these games are not ready for it. And I'm like, dude, there's no way they could have ready for it, obviously. No one knew this was coming, and blah, blah, blah. This, we're left with what we got. Hopefully, it's better in the future. But even if it's not, you know, whatever. We, we built something around it being imperfect. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think that we were. I, I didn't expect anything to happen from the from the competitive uh, arm of gaming. But you're right. The pandemic has been a perfect platform for immersion and escapism because life sucks right now. And the last thing you want to do is get online and lose to some dude that's flipping all over the place because rollback is a bitch. You know? Yeah. And then it's going to rage quit on you anyway. You want something that's going to be nice and easy, cool to look at. Maybe you can drop some clips on Twitter to show, you know, how you accidentally did some cool shit and pretend like you did it on purpose. My tank of suffering online play is full. Yeah. It's taken a long time to get there. Long, long time. Yeah. And I and I struggled with there. this because yeah. you know, like I told you earlier, I'm a guy that looks at games from all over the world, you know, mm-hmm. and I look at games that are mo- and most of them are online and I'm thinking like, dude, this would have been the perfect opportunity for this MMO to finally make the jump to the west because we're literally doing nothing but sitting at home all day. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Probably not because I don't think that people want to deal with that new that that new shit, you know. The West doesn't really do MMOs outside of like World of Warcraft and uh, is there another one? Final yeah, Fantasy I mean, fourteen. Final Fantasy fourteen is the new Western MMO fight. Yeah, frankly. it is a new Western, Western MMO front, and there's no real competitive edge on that shit. It's mostly just like you and your buddies accomplishing goals. So it's actually perfect for the pandemic. <laughs> Tell me oh, about it, dude. Even... Thank God I never oh. jumped on, bro. My life would you be over. You told me to do that, and then you backed off. I got scared. Dude, I got scared. I I, I know I would love it is why I'm not going to play it. I have a, <laughs> I have Final Fantasy XIV on my laptop right now, and I haven't played it in a month because you didn't jump on. Well, no well you've dipped into that world, and you've had a productive life. And I don't think I could accomplish the same. Um, <laughs> I just enjoy those aspects of a game. Because I did try the game. And I was like, all right. This was years ago. Like when they had another event like this where it was like you could go pretty far for free. And I was like, man, this game looks fucking awesome. I, I wanted to play. What was 11? Was it 11? Um, yeah, 11. Uh, yeah, 11. So, so when I remember, dude, I was losing my shit when I was like, finally, I wanted something like that. I wanted something that was in the Final Fantasy universe to be able to play like MMO style, right? Because I just could not get into any of the MMOs. I was like, I don't like the way this looks. This isn't my style. They showed 11. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to play this. But it was a much more complicated situation back then. What did it come out on? Was it PS2? Or PS2 and PC. Jeez. Yeah, I didn't have a PC, so I wasn't going to play it on PC. But I don't even know how it works on, P- on PS2. I mean, I had a network adapter, but... The service is foreign to me, like how you have to sign up for all the services and stuff, whatever. Anyways, I missed that whole era, and I was like, whatever. I passed. Then this new version came out, and this is after the they redid the whole thing. Remember how, like, it did bad, and then they redid a bunch of stuff? Realm Reborn, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they had, like, kind of like a relaunch, and then that, that's when I got in. Dude, I played for a month and a half, and I was like, anything goes, man. If I want to spend more fucking money to get some bullshit, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go all out because this is this was my plan. Go all out and not regret a goddamn thing and then never play this fucking game again. <laughs> and I did I did that and I enjoyed it and that was it. However, there's an aspect that I never got to enjoy and that was playing with people. 
And I imagine it's the most important part. Yeah. So I imagine. I mean, not with friends. I did play with randoms. <laughs> like you know, you get queued up with other randoms and stuff. Like you can do that. that but it's not the same. Like you, I knew that if I ever played this game with actual friends, it'd be the end of me. So I almost did it, but I'm glad I didn't. Sorry, so, no, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. But see, like the thing is, is like I, I, I was definitely struggling with like, hey, how come these games aren't coming out here? Like we, yeah. we've been in here for months, and an MMO would be great right about now, but no, they wouldn't be, because while an MMO at the beginning of it seems like escapism to the max, it all ends the same way. Who's got the best gear? Who's got the best yeah, stats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's got the best PvP build? It's competitive at the end of the day. Yeah. And probably to a more extreme degree because it took you months to make that character be competitive. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely relate to because I play Destiny a lot. And Destiny is an investment. Um, yes. God damn, bro. I have friends that ask me, like, should I get into this game? And I'm like, you know, blanket answer, no. Because you can't get anywhere near my level for fucking forever. <laughs> and isn't that weird that games are at that point where you can't just yeah. recommend a game to somebody anymore? Because you're just like, it's not just a game anymore, man. How much time do you have to really enjoy this? It's going to take you three months to even be able to jump onto the content I'm on. Just because there's so much to do in the game. Um, so, I mean, I'd imagine MMOs are kind of like that, too. Because those, as those aspects are taken from MMOs. And it's like, the fun shit, the real fun shit, and I hear people say this all the time about MMOs. Yeah, wait till you hit level 70. Or whatever <laughs> is the version of that on whatever game you're playing that's like, you know, oh yeah, that's <laughs> fucking 60 hours into the game. And then shit really opens up. Once you've spent, like, almost a year getting to the max level and doing all the regular God. content, then comes in-game content where you're just like, okay, now everything's super hard and you need to party up with friends and join a guild and yeah. do raids and stuff. And you oh, see all those man. things that people talk about on social media about how their buddies conquered this dungeon. And that's, that's sick as fuck, by the way. That, that's awesome. If you actually have a group you started with and you're still going at it, it's the most fucking fun shit ever. Because I, I can only relate to that on Destiny because I do have friends that uh, maintained over the years. And right. doing stuff like that is fucking great. But damn, is it a massive investment. Um, yeah. And if you if you drop out at any given point, you know, that you may not see those people again. You know what's a good example of that kind of happening with games that aren't necessarily MMOs? So, Chris, you and I have been playing Call of Duty, and I just cannot keep up with this fucking season pass, bro. Like... I can't play enough. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a tear cell right now, by the way. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Oh, and then you got the uh, Cold War Alpha this weekend, so you're going to have a bunch of Oh, that's right. Bad. PS4 only, bro. Sorry, yep. Chris. Fuck you. <laughs> and it's not coming to PC for... They never even announced it, so sorry. They didn't even announce <laughs> that shit, dude. Isn't Who that knows? crazy? A COD is not coming to PC. Sony is killing it, guys. Sony, what are you guys doing? Come on. Know. Game I'm over. Really, was that, did they really need that, though? I mean, No, they didn't need it, but that's how you stay ahead of the game. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, they're going to crash and burn. It's going to be ugly. Hell no, nah, bro. They have yeah. never let up. ever since With these games, ever since they gave them an inch, they have not given it back. 
at all. Dude, they're gonna they're gonna be a bloated corpse in the river, filled with cocaine and shit. So, <laughs> you know what's funny? Chris got a pre-order, right? Amid all this, did you get a pre-order, Cap One? Were you interested in getting a pre-order? Nah, I always wait until either the first or second year after a console comes out to buy it, just because I'm not gonna spend that much money to play two games. Absolutely. <laughs> when I have a whole library of games that I haven't finished. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And that is in the place I wish I was in that thought process because that is way more responsible thing to do. However, I am much like these other consumers online where I want it now. <laughs> I don't need it. Uh, is it is it a waste of money for me right now? Probably. Um, but no, I need it now. And you know what? Chris doesn't even necessarily really want it that bad. And this fucking guy got a pre-order. <sighs> Technically, I wasn't getting the pre-order. It was my girlfriend getting the pre-order. Well, you know. Which version of the, of the console did you guys get, actually? We got the disc version. Nice. Oh, yeah. The disc drive, yeah. And she wants. She wanted it so I could. She was like, because she's like, I, I'm going to get you them for Christmas this year. And I'm like, I don't really need anything. And she's like, I'm getting you a PS5. And I'm like, all right, good luck. And so the fucking pre-orders go up, and I'm like, hey, babe, uh, you might want to get on Amazon real quick and uh, grab these pre-orders. And she's just like, yeah, sure, later. And I'm like, no, now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I ended up pre-ordering it myself because I was looking right at it, and I'm seeing the numbers go down to, like, only five left, huh? Well, (laughs) so I pre-ordered that shit. You bought my own Christmas gift, and I tell her, I tell her this. I'm like, babe, I uh, I pre-ordered the uh, the PS5, so you know it's cool. And before I can even finish the day I'm sitting, she's like, what the fuck, man? I was supposed to give that to you, and I'm like, the, the sale's about to end. The pre-orders are about to go kaput, woman. Like, what do you want me to do? And she was like, I wasn't even gonna pre-order it now. I was gonna buy it when it comes out. I'm like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> you don't know how this game stuff works. I'm like, you don't know how this works, woman. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, there aren't going to be any when the game comes out. That's it. You think you're going to be able to go to GameStop and just pick up a PS5? You think that's how this works? Oh, man, dude. So many parents are thinking oh. that, and they're going to fail. <laughs> Damn, man. I can't. I, I, I don't wish that on anybody, but I might stand outside of a shop, of a, of a Walmart during, during Black Friday because I know motherfuckers are going to be up in there thinking oh. they're going to grab that shit. I'm like, nope. It's not going to be there, man. They see, can't even keep switches on the damn shelves. You're going to put PS5s up there? See, now you make me wish I had done a pre-order. Because I could have done a pre-order. I thought about doing this, you know, the, the reselling thing on eBay. But <laughs> I feel like every time I've done that shit, I didn't make enough money to make it worth my time. Exactly. But, but if I could go chill outside of Target or Walmart or something, and people are waiting in that long-ass line, and just be like, hey, come here to my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Give me seven hundred, and you can have it right now. Like that's you can only do that to squares, though, because you know some of the motherfuckers out there be like, "Yeah, let me go to your truck real quick." Well, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll get a white friend to uh, yeah, you definitely for gotta, me. Yeah, you definitely got to, you know, have the right energy. There. <laughs> I'll pick the customer very specifically. Look at the frustrated dad who looks. He has he has a lot of money. Oh no no no! That's a bad move. That's a bad move. Don't go for the frustrated dad. <laughs> Don't go for the mom either. You might want to go for the, the older brother. <laughs> Excuse me, are you scalping? <laughs> we got a scalper over here, everybody. You end up on 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 somebody's uh, 
Snapchat or uh, on Twitter, somebody recording you on their cell phone, like, can you believe this guy? He's trying to sell this guy some bootleg. He was like, hey, man, it's not bootleg. It's real. Bullshit. It's fucking fake. It's the <laughs> discless so drive. It's discless drive. Nobody wants that shit. <laughs> hey, it's still good. It's, it's got the same capabilities, you know. It's, you can still do this. No, no, no. Bullshit, bro. It sucks. Nobody wants it. Oh, all right. Well, well, look here, brother. This media is dead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's going to be rough, dude. And, and they created that. And like you said at the beginning of this mm. episode, it was probably by accident. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I just don't see. Well, it was by accident. And it was definitely um, heated up by the way that the pandemic's been working. And, you know. Everybody's going crazy for everything, you know. Um, we're really trying to chase some way to escape. But you know what's interesting though is, I thought it would have like a significant effect on uh, viewing for like sports, and it did, but in a negative way, you know. Like apparently, not a lot of people are watching a lot of sports. Um, uh, oh, it, it depends on the sport. <laughs> oh, yeah? What's having success right now? Uh, the WNBA has had its highest ratings ever. Oh, shit. I, never, I never keep fans on that. That's and true, then, too? Yeah. I don't know what NFL is right now, but I can't imagine the NFL is going to be that high until like maybe closer to the postseason. They were actually up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, oh, and they, I, I know that just because I follow a lot of sports shows. But, yeah, NFL's up. NBA was down for a little bit, but then when it got to the playoffs, it actually went up. And uh, everybody watched the Clippers fail, dude. That's what it was. <laughs> We've got to watch this plane crash. Hockey's killing it right now. <laughs> Hockey is up in Canada. Oh, okay. I bet. They're not quarantined up there anymore. They're like, fuck it. We love hockey. <laughs> uh, how's baseball? Uh, baseball's actually a little bit better than normal. Okay. Oh, I'm listening to a lot of fake news. I'm sorry, guys. I exposed myself, and I apologize. Yeah, like, I, I need. A, I need. Really need to look into my sources. We, we all know that we. We all know everybody was watching tennis last week. So. I would watch that. Yeah, I, I, I do I, watch I, tennis. You know something was good, man. Yeah, that, that I actually do watch that. <laughs> yeah. Naomi did work, and on the men's side, like the number or the best ranked player, got himself DQ'd for hitting a. Uh, like that. So <laughs> yeah. That's oh, funny man. too. They they try to apologize for him, huh? Like make up an excuse for him, and he was like, "No, no, no, I fucked up." Yeah, I'll eat shit. Um, oh, man. yeah, it's been a different year, man. And you know, closing out. I'm glad something like this is we can enjoy the conversation and uh, talk about these things. Um. And I think it's important that we still manage to enjoy ourselves as well, you know, and still deal with all the stuff that's happening in the world and give that its attention as well. Because, oh, boy, is it constantly in our fucking face every single day. And, um, yeah, I guess this is what this conversation, you know, I really like talking to you guys about this stuff. Uh, This is why I do this podcast i guess you know to really dig deep into these types of things talk about this whether it be sports we talk about sports and the the future of that and um yeah i mean 
we're all big game nerds and we have, a direct, we have like a direct investment with this stuff too i don't think a lot of people yeah. really understand that like yeah. we, you and i are commentators and Kaplan works at ign and is one of the best fgc judges in history so the future of these consoles is, is it, a lot of our business directly correlates with that because one of the things that we have to worry about is are our games going to jump the new consoles or not? Hmm. So, yeah, this is something we could talk about for hours, not even from the aspect of just being fans, but also just being for people who, you know, we, we make some income from hmm. the industry. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We are definitely invested. And uh, this whole fiasco was entertaining. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, to the RTX scandal. Fuck that shit. Bro. Oh, man. I was up for five hours waiting for that goddamn thing. Yeah. Man, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is it's the story that probably would have happened for PlayStation 5 if it had, like, gone to plan. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I feel like NVIDIA wasn't even ready for this shit. I guess that would be the last thing I would say is, like, this has definitely been the year of, like, people just discovering the the madness of of the gaming industry i oh, feel like yeah. a lot of people didn't know it was that bad until specifically this weekend this week dude you can make the argument for a lot of shit actually not even just video games like how you know one of the one of my biggest hobbies uh, outside of video games is like movies and watching a lot of these uh series that have been uh coming out and it's directly impacted a lot of the things that I enjoy. Like I miss going to theaters to go watch these movies. Some of these movies aren't now aren't coming out forever. Um, it's it's crazy. Like that industry. Oh, what the fuck's gonna happen? <laughs> you know yep. it, that shit is taking a massive hit. Like are, I don't man. I can't even make heads or tails. Those guys must be definitely terrified. Like I don't know how they adjust to this. You know? Gotta eat shit for a year. Yep. I mean, uh, film's never gonna be the same again. Restaurants are never gonna be the same again. Lots of tournaments. Yeah. Everything's uh, different now. And, I was and all the arcades are gone. Like, oh, even in Japan. That's a big hit, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Now, now when we talk about arcades, it's so, it's so like, I talk about it like that shit's gone. You know, in my in my, in my mind, it's like I just don't think that's ever coming back. Like in the way that we used to. Like we're not gonna crowd an arcade anymore. And I mean, it's been going away, but had to have that finalization of like, well, the pandemic really sped that up, and that's pretty much dead and gone at this point. And anybody trying to really hold on to it, uh, it's hard to see. You know. Um, arcades as we know it they pretty much put the last nail in the coffin uh, a little prematurely than it had to um, but yeah so it affects everything you know the fact that arcades aren't the business anymore it's like well how does that affect fighting game developing company uh, development companies like they don't have that resource anymore and i know bandai uh, bandai namco with at least like tekken used to be that used to be how they tested a lot of stuff. Or a lot of other companies, too. That's not a thing anymore. So. Whack. I don't know. I don't know, guys. So, 
I definitely don't want to leave this podcast on a sour note, even though that is <laughs> real that man. that is real life shit <laughs> that we have to deal with. Yeah. Um, leave it on. I think like, there's still plenty of things to be excited for, even if it's yeah. not a huge step forward. I'm I'm ready for more good games. Absolutely, there's still more games to be played. Um, yeah, and we're definitely gonna do this again. Um, Capone, I appreciate it. I knew you were gonna be great on this podcast, bro. That's why I brought you on. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, of course. And Chris, you're always solid, bro. I can always depend on you. So thank you. Thank you for being on here. And I appreciated the discussion, and it went well as I suspected. Um, so you guys watching, um, catch this episode. I mean, catch all the episodes I've been putting up. We're gonna have uh, some high score stuff. Uh, I was planning on releasing high score uh, review episodes before this. But this to me was so topical and so important. I wanted to talk about it with a group of guys that this is getting pushed forward and you'll get a high score real soon after. We won't have to wait another week, maybe a few days because uh, it's already ready to go. And uh, I'm just probably just going to launch this. Probably we're recording this today, tomorrow for us. Um, so, yeah, if you guys like what you're listening to subscribe to the youtube channel i've been posting this on spotify as well uh, check that out if you want only an audio version and uh yeah i hope you guys enjoy your time and enjoyed our conversation and we'll catch you later all right folks have a good one peace